My name's Ian Aber, and this is Straight People. Uh, we're having another episode uh, coming to you live from my husband's basement uh, with our guest, Zach Wright. Everybody, how's Zach doing today? How you doing, Zach? Oh, I'm doing great. Zach, is it Zachary or Zach? I don't know. I'll just call you Zach. Uh, everyone's always called me Zach. Yeah. I wrote Zachary down for my first open mic, and then I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'm doing Zachary for comedy. Let's okay. Do it. Okay, cool. Well, Zach or Zachary, depending on if you're funny, we'll call you Zachary at the end of this. Um, you are my first, second time guest. You're on Straight People. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like just <laughs> bore people again. Hell just yeah. Just straighten it up. So you're, so, so you're still straight. Uh, from, unfortunately. From, unfortunately. Um, if you had a choice, though, what would you be? I thought about this recently. I think if I like, if sexuality was a choice, one hundred percent asexual. Asexual. It just seems like you'd get so much more stuff. Done. You get a lot of stuff done. I guess yeah. that's true. Like you don't have to worry about having a broken heart. Yeah, like you can just keep going. But isn't there? I was reading recently about asexual. So there's asexual like sexuality, mm-hmm. and then there's like that you could still have romantic. So you yeah. don't. You're not fucking, but you're. St- Still dating and you still have relationships. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you got a curse. <laughs> that sounds. But big ups yeah. to our asexuals, our big asexual uh, demographic listening. I don't know if there's any or not. Um, but if they are, they're going to yeah. complain uh, about well, what we just said. So. Well, hit me up. Let me know if you feel like you save more money. Right. Because like, I feel like I would. I feel like if I no, was. Who buys to go you out. dinner? Who buys you dinner when you're asexual, though? Fair, but who are you buying dinner for? That's true. Maybe that it's just a true. net positive. It's just a net positive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> equals out. So the last time I talked to you personally, you were starting a new job um, canvassing for Amnesty International. Amnesty International. And just let the audience know right now while recording this episode, I am in between shifts at Mellow Mushroom. <laughs> you are. Okay. So did you did that not last or No, I was there for like a month. Yeah. Uh, canvassing houses here in Atlanta for Amnesty International yeah. working on the refugee crisis. Yeah. The where? Which um, refugee global crisis? refugee crisis okay. is what we're told to say. Yeah. We work on both political refugees and like war-torn governments, stuff okay. like that, and also natural disasters like the Australian wildfire. Yeah, which that's a nightmare because I was like a combination of the two because they had like camps for uh, people who were trying to seek asylum in Australia, okay. and then everything burned down. Oh, and wow. So it's like a double combination. Dang. Yeah, technically, I wouldn't have been able to talk politics if I was still working for Amnesty International. They have like a strict like uh, because they're a five hundred one c three. Okay. Like if they were like on Twitter, you can't say that you work for Amnesty if you have any okay. political affiliation on there. I was really? like, oh, let me go delete all these Bernie Sanders tweets. Did you? <laughs> no, I just no. took it out of my bio. So how long did you work there? Uh, about uh, the month of January. The month of January, and 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 the end of that came was about. Uh, uh it's. Not to paint it in a bad light, but it is a sales job. It is, uh, I took time off uh, to go do comedy somewhere else in Chattanooga, and then I came back and I found out that I was on review for not hitting my quota that week. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So We're out to change the world one quota at a time. (laughs) Well, that's the weird thing, because technically I was working for 
I'm not sure exactly how it works, but Grassroots Team is a okay. for-profit company yeah. contracted out by Amnesty International. Interesting. Yeah, I was is wondering. <laughs> well, I mean, I did that for a summer for Greenpeace. Yeah. But it was only to smoke pot. Like, I was only there for the weed. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, that was the I believed in the I believed in the ideals, but, like, it was, they would, they basically blaze you out. Man. And then sent you loose in a neighborhood to be like, hey, what about the whales, man? <laughs> I really don't know if I should say this, but I, I became disillusioned with it because with they weed? Had, no. Oh, with um, Amnesty uh, International? Because they gave us this whole like talk. Someone from Amnesty came in. They are like, yeah. you can check out this part of the website to see like what you're working on, where yeah. your money is going. Yeah. And then in the car on the way to the turf, me and another person who I worked for, like who now has left and yeah. uh, works for another company, uh, was like, so it's funding gas money for journalists to go document the situation, and we're out there being like, we're sending accredited people to these destinations. They're documenting the human rights abuses. Yeah. And then I just felt like, oh, I'm out here pressing people four or five times for gas money? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I don't even ask my dad for gas yeah, money. Yeah, wow. Well, I mean, you tried, right? Yeah, you and know. I feel, I mean... Not to dismiss all the work Amnesty does. They do yeah. amazing things, and they have a strong lobbying arm. Yeah. But if you look at a lot of like their successful campaigns, it's m- motivating people to get involved and then send like letters in to get political prisoners free. Absolutely. Which I didn't I, even know they had a canvassing arm. Like, what portion of their operating revenue comes from people going door to door? Well, that's I the wonder. thing is, like, when I got the job, they're like, oh, we haven't had to send canvassers out door to door in over 20 years. Yeah. So this is a very new thing that they are doing or okay. bringing back. And then I really don't know. Like, uh, the idea of, like, they were we were only supposed to get monthly sustainers. <laughs> Like we weren't. Most of no one, one time? No, yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. But that's like, it's better for the people to sign up because then like you get to vote on like what Amnesty should be doing. Okay. But uh, I feel like if you want to get involved with Amnesty, you can also go on their website and they can tell you how to locally get yeah. involved in your own chapter in yeah. your city. Have you thought about just going door to door to let people know about the website? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got really mad if you said if someone said no to money, and you're just like, okay, check out the website and walked away. That was a big no. Wow. Yeah. You, so what were do they teach you like closing techniques? Where you so like oh, yeah, it's a so job. if you talk to somebody and you were like trying to say, and I'm like, you know what, I yeah. I, so if you say I amnestized no. last year, I'm know? supposed to response cycle you three to six times before I walk away. What's a response cycle? So say if you're like, oh, I don't know about monthly. I'm supposed yeah. to go like. Uh, I hear you on this issue, but you're with us, right? Like, this is an important matter yeah. to you. Well, right now, we have Venezuelans living off $6 a month right now. Yeah. You couldn't live off $6. I couldn't live off $6 a month. Yeah. This is a crisis situation. When you sign up monthly, it gives us the ability to stay in these areas longer. But six Venezuelan dollars or six, six American US dollars? Six U.S. dollars. In Venezuela. Like that, like... Because, like, the inflation rate, it's, like, thousands of dollars just to get, like, chicken yeah. in their currency. Wow. So, like, it's, like, it's tough. So, it's, like, oh, we're supposed to, like... They, the, they would always be like, don't guilt people. But then also your response cycles are like, <laughs> right now we have 4,500 children being documented of sexual assault in the U.S. detention centers alone. I'm like, yeah. that's not guilt. What? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. 45,000 children being sexually yeah, assaulted? Yeah, minors of 18 young, like, documented cases of sexual abuse in, like, the detention centers okay. like, from, like, people trying to cross into the U.S. Is that a real number? Yes. 45,000 sexual assault cases? Yes. Like, there's, like, what? issues of, like, trans, uh, like, teens who yeah. have been murdered. Or, then there's Dang. like, I mean, there's like some crazy stuff I've seen, like of like, 
uh, nonprofit organizations going in asking to speak to children. Yeah. And like looking at the list of names of like young is like list is like zero years old and be like, can I speak to this child? And the people come back in 15 minutes later and they're like, we couldn't find them. They're like, well, what'd you do? Well, we went to the pen where they were all out and called out their name and they didn't come to us. So like these attentions are fucking like insane. That's like, a nightmare. Yeah, like these these places are terrible. They need to be shut down. Yeah. And I support everybody trying to do that. It's just like. I just don't know if, like, getting, like, Atlanta people to sign up for $15 a month who are going to, like, then lower it down below that Well, that you'd even like, go house to house is crazy to me because, like, HRC canvases all the time, but they put people on corners yeah. or at, um, like, the Inman Park Festival. They put them in places where, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why would Amnesty want to go door to – to me, that's such a kind of antiquated notion that they're, that it, that's a yeah. sales thing. Yeah. You know, get people one by one. Like what they do with um, HRC is they pick a neighborhood that they know is gay, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh, do you want to do you want to continue enjoying your freedoms?" Well, and that it's was, like, that was okay. the craziest thing. Uh, sorry, Candace, if you listen to this, uh, but like, uh, the, the Candace, pe- it sounds like canvas almost. Yeah. Wow. But the people like they had running the Atlanta office, not from Atlanta, do okay. not know these neighborhoods. It's yeah. people who did well in other offices around okay. them, like sent here yeah. and then like they're putting us in neighborhoods where i'm like why are we here like these are all like older people living off fixed incomes yeah. who are not going to be able to do it then they're like actually you know what we're, we're surprised i think we're gonna put you back in decatur decatur's been good i'm like it took you like two months to figure that out <laughs> like of course decatur is where you're supposed to hit like why are you putting me in i can't believe you got put on review wow yeah yeah <laughs> You know what? It, it wasn't a job for. I'm not the person who could like press people over and over. So you again. told your parents about this job. What did they say about it? You told uh, your dad about my it. My dad thought it was cool. Yeah. Uh, did he, he think it would last? It. He he was not surprised when I left. <laughs> like yeah, like I didn't think. I also like this is. Selfish. You told me about it. and I was like, this sounds like a nightmare. But no, I congratulations. remember. I remember the. It was at Joe Kelly's brewery show, and you were like, "Well, it sounds like you drunk the Kool Aid, but have a good time." <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> you were right. Well, I mean, I hate to be right, but it, I'm glad that it hasn't changed. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. glad that that's not like because it would be crazy to think, okay, well, I did that, and it was just a bunch of horseshit back 20 years ago. Yeah. That somehow 20 years later that they figured out, oh no, no, canvassing's ruined. Oh, my favorite thing was like the people I'd go out in the field with who like trained me and yeah. the wild shit they'd say to like oh, the door. What? And, and, like like what? we'd get back and like we'd say it and like practicing the next day, and they'd yeah. be like, don't say that. <laughs> We're not sending aid. We're not sending medical care. Okay, like, why okay. are you saying that? Oh, like, really? Yeah. Like we're, the, your $15 is going to get 10 doctors out to the Sierra yeah. Leone to take care of them baby penguins yeah, or whatever like, it is. When, from the day one, I was like saying like in my pitch, like we're sending uh, doctors, lawyers, journalists, document situation. Only the third one was sure. Yeah, right. It, like, it was just like wow. things I heard from people at doors. Like, yeah. Send, you got to get them journalists out there. Them, yeah. You know. Those highly credible journalists. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves journalists. They're doing a great job right so now. So you have to go back to Mellow Mushroom today? Yes. Well, that's the indignity of it all. Yeah, it? yeah. Going back to the service industry <laughs> sucks. Hey, at least they took you back, right? Or did you quit? Yeah. You didn't quit altogether. You just... I quit Mellow, and, and then they, like... Took you back? Yeah, like the Simpsons, don't forget you're here forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just might as well be on the Mellow Mushroom. Everyone Did comes you back lose your mic, though, or is, is Aaron just... No, it, Aaron took over it for, like, okay. a month I was gone. Oh, so now it's Yeah, back. so we're, like, we're back to, like, co-running it. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's great. Well, um, I brought you in because it is an election year, and you are the person who probably knows the most about politics because you took whatever that class is in 10th grade that they teach. <laughs> Teach you. I was radicalized yeah. by a 10th grade you teacher. You were radicalized correct. by a 10th grade teacher. So what are your thoughts on, um, so we've got we've got primaries coming up and then the election in general. Yeah. So what are your, like you were, you pretty much called Stacey Abrams the last mm. time I had you on, which was that she wasn't going to win, mm. um, even though we all wanted her to. Yeah. Um, do you think she was going to end up being somebody's running mate? Which, real quick, quick update on Stacey Abrams. So incredibly disappointed by how quickly she's, like, ready to endorse Bloomberg. Oh, and, yeah, like, right. just take the money. That's upsetting of, like... It was never like. Has she done that yet, though? Or is she just like she's definitely, hinting she's at it? She's popped up at like campaign events yeah. for Bloomberg. And yeah. you don't do that for free. No. Uh, well, that's true. And that's the thing is like, honestly. Do you think she'd really be his running mate, though? I think, I think that would be insane of her. I, I think. I Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think she'd do it. And I think that would it'd probably be a bit. A good pick for his campaign, especially dealing with trying to smooth over the whole stop and frisk thing that, like, he's trying to move past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, like, videos popping up every day of him being like, well, just young black and Latinos don't know how to work. They yeah. don't do it. They don't know how to be in a workplace. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, it's like, cool, we're talking about that instead of your, like, 60-plus sexual harassment allegations. Yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't, I don't, I just have not viewed him as a viable candidate at no, all. No, he's, he's the, So that she's sort of he's hung a her quieter, seat on him. He's a quieter and more effective Trump. That's all he is. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, he's not as yeah. outrageous. At if, least verbally. If but, you probably couldn't tell already, I'm full in on Bernard Sanders you for are? the 2020 nomination. I think I've never is... heard of him. Oh, Bernie. Oh, yeah, yeah Bernie. I'm joking. <laughs> Jeez, the Bernie, the Bernie bro thing has really come back pretty hard too. It seems which like which is so. I think it's as a Bernie bro. How do you respond? Oh, I I'm think joking. it's like <laughs> you're not you're not a classic Bernie bro though. I don't. No, know. but like the people who are like, I'm not voting for Bernie Sanders because his supporters are mean to me on Twitter. Yeah, see, that's like, unfortunate. But it's like you can't like I could say the same thing about Hillary when yeah. Hillary was in her zenith. The kind of rhetoric that was kind of being spouted out by some of her supporters mm -hmm. was really alienating. But that wasn't like yeah. when I didn't like Hillary, it wasn't because of that. It wasn't because of so and so because I already didn't like that person. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's how, like, yeah. How selfish do you have to be to be like someone tweeted a picture of a pig shitting on its own balls at me? So now poor people don't get health care. <laughs> like what? Why? Wh you're not voting for his supporters. You're voting right? for him. Like I don't understand. But that also, logic. it's like, I mean. I don't know. It's not. I don't. I guess I don't look at any one candidate and think uh, this person's like so great that I would then attack other people up yeah. on their behalf. I don't think there's ever been a candidate like I've never voted for. I've never voted for anybody where I was that like mm -hmm. into it. You and know also, let me say like the attacks, quote unquote attacks that like Bernie Sanders supporters do. It's not tax. It's pointing out people's voting record. There's yeah. a history of the way they act towards the poor people yeah, in this yeah. country. It's like to point out that someone voted against you having health care is not an attack. Yeah. But I think that the Bernie bro thing is much more of a just the toxic masculinity lining up with the liberal agenda. And I think that's the big complaint. And so that's also dismissive to the fact that he has more support from women than he does from men. Well, that's true, too. And I think that that's the big issue is that we're, 
we're still in the kind of mindset of that there's two kinds of Democrats. Mm -hmm. There's the good old Democrat, the ones that would have voted for um, Hillary Clinton, and I guess, I assume we're going to go with Biden? I guess, yeah. That's who Neo, I think. Neoliberals. Yeah, and then there's the awful, you know, um, DSA, uh, the, millennial kind of bro. The people, the... the there's an emergence of what I feel like is about to be a final, uh, finally like a th viable third party in this country. Of, yeah. Like we have the Republicans and things have moved so far right that like the what we call Democrats are typically just conservatives. Like yeah. in policy, the only thing they differ on is how they talk to you and some like culture war issues. Yeah. Like jumping on gay marriage when it way after it, everyone yeah. was like, we need to be accepting of this. Yeah. And then you have this, like, emergence of, like, democratic socialists, this far-left sort of, like, contingent of not just Bernie Sanders, but you see, like, AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Lee J. Carter, all these people, like, who are already in Congress. Then these congressional campaigns like Joshua Collins in Washington that's popping up. Yeah. Like a socialist truck driver who has abolished the CIA on his website, like, platform. <laughs> it's like we – there's a – 2016 broke a lot of people's brains. Yeah. And we're seeing, like, this great emergence of, like, leftist values and politics that, like – I mean, honestly, I don't think we've seen someone like this run for president since Eugene Debs, like, like forever. Like, yeah, I don't like know from who that is. Eugene was a socialist who ran for prison, uh, ran for president from prison. Okay. Who? Yeah, <laughs> like, like they. So what do you think really is been. everyone's big? Why are Americans so afraid of the word socialism? Even I, though we benefit from it. Almost I in every area of our life. I think the majority of Americans really aren't like you didn't see with Bernie, like the fact that like calling him a socialist has really not hurt his numbers at all. And yeah. then you see people switching to like Eric Trump and Fox News being like communists now. Yeah. Because they're capitalizing on people who don't know the difference between these political yeah. terms that your only knowledge of them in school has been taught that bad, bad, bad yeah. America good. Yeah. And then we paint socialist campaigns like in South America, like Venezuela, uh, like what happened in Bolivia, as these terrible dictators who destroy their own nation. But then when you really look into it, it's like, oh, they actually just nationalized like a lot of the businesses and caused the GDP to go up. They caused like the amount of like insane levels of poverty and just regular levels of poverty like to dissipate yeah. like a huge amount. And then when that starts to happen, we see insurgency from typically the US yep. CIA overthrowing yep. not to sound like a like I don't, it sounds like a conspiracy theory whenever you talk well, about no like, now it's just history i mean like yeah. the involvement of the US government and latin american yeah. um, governments is is it's not speculation it's yeah. fact it's, it it the happened contra, like yeah. every day this i mean my mother's from chile and like yeah. the US had their fingers all over chile for about 15 years and uh, I mean, probably still do in some looking, capacity looking at juan guaido right now I mean, literally what happened in Iowa yeah. looks straight out of the CIA's playbook of, like, Pete Buttigieg claiming that he won the yeah. Iowa caucus before a single vote was counted. Yeah. And then 72 hours what, of, like, news coverage saying he won before the official vote was yeah. completely out, which shows, well, actually, Bernie Sanders won the popular vote in the caucus system. The only reason that Buttigieg won is because of the SDEs, which are these dumb bullshit things that... One, people shouldn't care about, but two is the state-level delegate equivalents. Yeah. There's all this, like, complicated math shit. It's like the caucuses are just there to complicate things. Like, yeah. They're a year older than the band Kiss. 
Yeah. Like they're not these like archaic. Like, they're not like this like a great like part of American political history. Like we should just do away with them. They're done. Yeah. And like we have the Nevada caucus coming up Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know when this will come out, but. Uh, It'll be March. It'll be March. Okay, so yeah. we'll have already had the Nevada caucus, and most likely we'll see a lot. I think we're going to see a lot of fuck ups with that because they they're not using the app that Iowa used, so they yeah. they switched to a different app. And as of right now, from what I've seen, they have not properly trained the precinct captains on how to use this new app to document the votes. Jesus Christ! Yeah. That's what it's going to be from now on. Like we're never going to have an election um, in our lifetime again that I think that we're confident of the results. But it doesn't even matter. It doesn't. I mean, if if Donald Trump doesn't have to win the popular vote and they can just win the electoral college, does it? I mean, does it? Are, are we in a post? Like, do elections matter the same way that they used to? I don't think that they do. Well, I think the question there is, how real has hard democracy been in the past? If we're just realizing this now. Oh well, yeah. There's always that. It's like yeah. exactly how far back does it go? Yeah. Like, is it all fake? It's always. We've always been a country run by capitalists and yeah. democracy. Like, that's, like, it, it just, I don't feel like we've ever really had, like, an election that was based on the the idea of democracy that we pitched to American people. Yeah. Like, starting from the very beginning of only, like, white, male, yeah. landowning people, and then yeah. slowly losing from that group and expanding, but really, like never really get into a full like the the majority of americans don't vote 61 62 percent yeah of americans who are eligible to vote do not which is insane to me but that's also like in the queer community mm -hmm. there's a huge significant number of queer people who don't vote either yeah because so you would think that being more disenfranchised would make you want to participate more in the process but it doesn't well that's it's, the it establishment to trying to keep people from feeling like they i mean that's what iowa was it's trying yeah. to keep you from feeling like oh i can get this yeah. socialist like i can get this change i want yeah. oh no they're gonna fuck bernie out of the nomination why even try yeah. no yeah if they're this scared of him if they're pulling out if they're willing to throw american democracy on a global scale under the bus destroy the Iowa caucus, yeah. shit their pants in front of everyone on national TV just to stop him from going on TV at 8.30 that night to say, I won, Yeah, it can happen. Yeah, The establishment wouldn't be so scared if like all the people are like, Bernie Sanders can't win, Bernie Sanders can't get anything done. If that were true, they wouldn't be so fucking terrified right now. So do you think Bernie will get the nomination? Yes, 100%. And who will his running mate be? What's your guess? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, apparently, at one point, he looked into the possibility of Elizabeth Warren having a dual role okay. as both VP and oh, what was I can't remember. Some uh, cabinet position. They looked into the possibility of that. But I think Elizabeth Warren is kind of thrown that away with the attacks towards Bernie. Okay. And I think... I don't know. I personally, again, this is going to sound like all conspiracy theory. I think it has to be someone equally left, if not further left than Bernie as his running mate. Otherwise, the why not just kill Bernie? Oh, yeah. 
Oh. Why not? If he gets a cent, like if he gets more centrist, like VP, like Elizabeth Warren, yeah. why not just kill Bernie and let Warren take over, which is what they wanted, which is the whole reason Warren's still in it, I believe, is to basically so they have this fail safe at, at the convention to be like, well, the delegates actually Elizabeth Warren wins. Yeah. Uh, but there you go to the left, like oh here, like it's pretty far left, like that's yeah. like a little like throwing you a little bone there. Yeah. And I don't, I. So who's they? Who's they that they're gonna kill Bernie Sanders? Um, I would say. The CIA? Not not necessarily CIA, but the same sort of like corporate power interests of like the invisible hands, so to speak. Yeah, usually it's funny because usually you say they use me the three parentheses Jewish people, but uh, <laughs> but he's Bernie, so it's it's not that that was real quick shout out Brian King. He had a very funny tweet. The Bernie Sanders not getting media coverage is making me rethink this whole Jews run the media thing. <laughs> very funny. Not every Jew likes every other Jew though. Yeah. I think that I think Bernie Sanders is definitely not an establishment Jewish person, I guess, in that regard. Yeah. I think like the the problem with like they is like defining it is like you look at like a coordinated interest of like Billionaires like Mike Bloomberg not wanting Bernie to win, jumping in the race, trying to buy it. Yeah. Media coverage of Bernie either being negative or ignoring him until the point that they can't. They definitely ignore. I mean, we watch. Um, I watch a lot of news, but I watch every weekend. I watch mm-hmm. this week and um, the other one. What's the other awful one? Um, the the NBC and ABC. They have like the yeah. basically this week and with George mm-hmm. Stephanopoulos and Meet the Press. Yeah, I mean, and okay. he gets so little. Like, comparative to everyone else, he gets such little coverage. And when they do cover it, it's always overwhelmingly negative, that yeah. there's not a lot of nice things to say about him. Um, but then, then, like, Amy Klobuchar, geez, they'll, they'll dedicate, like, 45 minutes to her dumb ass. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. like, insane to me. So it's very much like you can tell. And that's been the case since, like, mm. I mean, the, all the way through the 2016 elections and before that. It's like every Sunday we watch, and like my husband's one of those people who like screams at the television. So it's mm. like, ah, just put Bernie on or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely noticed that he gets, like, even Pete gets more than him. Yeah. And it's like, Pete's not even, in my opinion, well, truly a viable candidate. No, like, Pete's he's CIA, the, 100%. He, you think so? 100%. Wow. Out of uh, Rhodes Scholar from Harvard, yeah. comes out of there, gets a job at McKinsey, the whole bread price fixing scandal oh, in yeah, Canada. Yeah, I guess that's but true. McKinsey, like, he's. McKinsey then being contracted by the U.S. government to help build, rebuild Iraq's economy. Yeah. While he's in Iraq, he, at 25, takes a vacation to Somaliland, <laughs> a breakaway African country where he meets with local government officials. He and likes then gets to party a, party. And then gets an op-ed written about it in the New York Times. You know how you'd vacation yeah. at 25? Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. exactly like that. That's, That's crazy. That, yeah, his whole story is just, it's like, and he's too centrist. Like, for gay, it's like he has mm-hmm. no, he's never come out and really talked about, like, as a as a queer person, if you're white, that you're, you, you try your best to understand that you do have privilege inside mm-hmm. of the queer community. And he's somebody who's just never talked on that, and that you need to use whatever white privilege you get being a white queer to help queer people of color. Mm. And I just don't see him. Oh, how he as... handled the situation in Fort Bend or South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. Like where he. You had a black police chief trying to address the racism within the within the police system in his own city. And what does he do? He fires that police chief. <laughs> you have a black teen murdered by the police in South Bend while you're running for president. You come back to South Bend. You don't talk to that family. You say you're running for president, so you leave. 
yeah. you like immediately you you'd only talk to the police and like tell them everything's okay that you support them and then you go back to do a debate yeah it's like how are at a larger scale like how are black communities supposed to like trust that you'll do anything better yeah absolutely than the current well, but i just even look at him as a gay person and how we operate in our own community i can mm-hmm. tell he's not he's he's somebody who's not connected to the queer community in any way mm-hmm. it, it, that's substantial that i can see and then his big thing was to go to wait for a little while to get that criticism and then he's like oh well, i'm i'm being criticized because i'm not the right kind of gay it's yeah. like no no you're getting criticized because you don't participate like the my favorite thing about the queer community is it doesn't exist unless you actively participate in it mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying so he's just not there and then he likes to he wants to present his husband as the first gentleman and it's like look okay if you wanted me to buy into how fucking awesome your husband is i would have done that a while ago had you courted him you know what i mean like yeah. you should have dusted his ass off and got him out there a little bit earlier along the way but yeah i don't know pete's not viable to me just in terms no. of like you cia i guess is the only way to look at it but like i said my view of him is he's already been bought and paid for yeah. so that could be cia that could well, be that he's just connected he's old he's already without even being around he's already old uh, politics. Yeah, exactly. Opinion. That's the whole thing. It's like if you want to get into the thing of like, is he CIA or is he not? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. The policies he's going to put in place are going to still benefit the same power structures whether he is or not. So it would make perfect sense though that after the shit show of Donald Trump that we would send a gay man in to fix up the White House. It's like we got to, we got to, like the, the neighborhood has taken a hit and we need to bring somebody in to like refurbish the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to get all the nasty gold curtains out of the fucking, because he's basically covered everything in gold that he can. So it's like that a gay couple has to come in and like fix the place up. Totally makes sense to me. Like it reads on a, on a, on a comical level yeah. at least, but. Um, all right. Well, we're, we've got a couple minutes left. So um, tell me, or just anyone who's listening, like, what are ways that people can stay engaged in politics? In the because, like, a lot of people just, and you can go longer than two minutes. Mm. I saw you just yeah. to the client. But um, how do how do how do you get people? So, like, if you're talking to somebody who's like, oh yeah, I, you know, I really don't watch the news, and you know, and it, it depresses me. What do you say to somebody like that? What do you? Well, I would say stay away from traditional media establishments, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. Support independent journalism as much as you can. For instance, Jacobin, The Intercept, okay. The Young Turks, like yeah. people that require you to fund them to exist. Yeah. They are not bought by anyone. Uh, real quick, this is not technically the same thing, but okay. if you're listening to this and you think even for a second that you're willing to help Bernie Sanders, donate, phone bank, call into these states that are important. Text bank, you can get on the phone, you can talk to these people, go out and canvas in your state. I mean, no other candidate has people traveling thousands of miles to Iowa to canvas yeah. for them. People just doesn't have people like that care that much. Yeah. It, like I mean, like no other candidate has the type of like fever support that Bernie Sanders has. If you see that, like, and you feel inspired by that in any way. Get out there and do whatever you can. Like literally, like just talking on the just phone the, once a he week. He has his little like, finger waving, and like we have the we have the possibility of having like a real working class movement. And I know it's disparaging because it's never really worked, but like right. there's never been this groundswell of like politics and grassroots movement. If you want to, 
I mean, literally, it's it's a toxic website and it's destroyed my brain. But Twitter is how I keep up with a lot of news. Yeah. Following the right people. I mean, even if you don't want full on like just news well, like stuff, trending like, on Twitter, I find yeah. it's very useful. Well, like, to find out what's going on, very, just to look real quick and very funny comedian. Yeah. So you're not just getting straight news. Kate Willett, yep. super hilarious, was originally a a supporter of Hillary Clinton. Was dating another comedian who died, didn't have access to health care, who was a Bernie Sanders supporter. And that pushed her in a very real way to re-examine like, how she looked at politics. Wow, okay. And is now like one of the most vocal online leftist accounts on Twitter yeah. supporting Bernie Sanders. And you can just... I mean, really getting out there and like seeing these like leftist accounts that are like their personal stories. I, I'd recommend that more than ever, like watching hours of CNN or something like that. I hope as a listener, you can just get how emphatic and um, actually cares about all the stuff that Zach does. As somebody who's like, I'm pushing 50, I just don't give a fuck anymore. Right, so you, it's good to see somebody who gives a shit. I mean, I still give would, a shit, and then I, I watch the news, I listen yeah. to the news, I follow the news, I vote, and all that. But in terms of, like, caring, like, where I think it's, mm-hmm. like, any... Because it's all the, the grand charade, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of, is it any of it real? Um, but it takes people caring and... and uh, and being willing to support the candidates and get out there. So I really commend you for that and uh, definitely want you to come back. Yeah. So maybe we can do something right before the election. I'd love to. Um, and we'll just put it out like off cycle or something. Okay. What do you think about that? Yeah. All right, cool. So tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at NotZachWright, all caps, or on Instagram at ZachWComedy. Okay. Uh, if you disagree or agree with anything I said tonight, <laughs> look on my Instagram, find out when I'm at the laughing skull. I will talk to you for an, at least an hour outside about why Bernie is the best candidate. Okay. That's it. That's, this is, uh, Ian Aver. That's been Zach Wright or Zachary Wright as the case may be. <laughs> and this is straight people, uh, like, and listen to us, uh, register to vote, vote this year. Unless you're a Republican, then take the year off. It's cool with me. Yeah. You can just stay. Yeah. Home. You can just stay home. It's cool. We got this. We got this. Um, all right. Uh, check out straight people anywhere you can find them podcasts.